0: Radio Tiny House is on the air. Good morning and welcome to Radio Tiny House. I'm Barry Smith. And I'm Beth. And uh, we're here on a Cold day. This yeah. is our twelfth episode,
1: which is a big, exciting milestone it, for it, us. It is
0: for us, and it's so big that I decided to wear a celebratory flannel shirt, mainly because it's really, really cold outside. Yeah. And we had and it's
1: to, getting to be Christmas, so you got to have it is. That's, going that's on.
0: true. I kind of, you know, if I had the beard and longer hair, I could, and we were in a wooden room, I could wear, be a lumberjack. Um, anyway, we did have an adventure this morning. We did. It was a cold adventure. Um, Beth was walking up to the shop office I had my coffee I was coming up behind her And uh, noticed that our great peer Was uh, out and had escaped
1: Yes And um, she hasn't been with us that long Probably three months maybe Yeah And um, even though she does, she got out A couple of days ago and came to me But um, they are wanderers So we didn't want to end up having to chase her down All through the neighborhood So we worked the whole family got out and chased the dog down, but uh, <laughs> it I, kind of slowed our plans down for our podcast It this did, morning.
0: because we were planning on having a Christmas tree in our studio this morning, and that didn't work out. No. I didn't know great peers were like hound dogs, because she was sniffing. She found the trail of something, and she was sniffing like Cash, our hound dog, does.
1: Well, she her job is to protect the flock, so maybe that's uh, part of her You know, deal.
0: I I don't know. know. She was tracking something and finally came to peanut butter.
1: Yeah, finally came to peanut butter. Kind
0: of more like a bird, but, you know.
1: Actually, really, (laughs) the only reason she came to us was that all the other dogs, while we were out calling her, showed up, and so she joined the pack.
0: Right. She probably either wanted to see them or got jealous of the attention that they were receiving. But
1: anyway, we did get her, but it uh, put us behind our plans this morning. It did indeed. That's what life is like when you live in the country with a bunch of
0: dogs. well, yes, but they should, you know, always come to you. Yeah. We'll have to work on that. Yeah. <laughs> She's, great peers are, are wonderful dogs. They're loving and affectionate. That was my phone because yeah. we just got done with a, a call and I'm, uh, I didn't turn it off. So um, they're great dogs. She's still a puppy, so she still likes to jump up occasionally on people. But they kind of do things in their own time and in their own way. Yeah. Um. So they're uh, that's something that the humans have to adjust to a little bit. We're working with her. (laughs) So, guys, we've got 17 days until Christmas. Scary. If you celebrate Christmas, then uh, then I got to get on Amazon today. Yeah. Yeah. Because it may be uh, too late for some things. And I hope you've got your holiday plans worked out. It's going to be kind of weird this year again with. With coronavirus, and not being able to have uh, large gatherings as a family, but you know, here's what I say: Do what you want to do. Okay. Take precautions. Be safe. Uh, today is also a kind of a momentous day for the podcast because we have our first guest.
1: I know, and we even figured out the technology about how to have
0: it. Well, first that guest. was an interesting <laughs> challenge.
1: <That was> challenging. <laughs> yeah. You'd think it'd be easy.
0: Wait, well, it is Let's easy. just have
1: a phone call. If, Let's just do it. If you if have
0: if you have um, the right kind of uh Board and equipment then it is easy.
1: So, but every time we get a, some new piece of technology, Barry has new technology lust and wants something well, different. So I'm like, let's see if we can make this one work. Well, and it was challenging, but we did it. We've
0: had that one for a while, so um, um,
1: maybe two months.
0: My Christmas present to myself may be the <laughs> the Zoom the Zoom board. Uh, so anyway, our first guest is uh, Delin Shelton. Yep. And what's special about Delin?
1: Delin built a tough shed like we did, but it looks totally different.
0: It's and a really cool house. It's a
1: really cool house. It's very, like our house is more modern and more cottagey. Right. Hers is very rustic and very cabiny, and um, they just have done an amazing job. So if you are listening to us here, you might want to pop on t- on the podcast you might want to pop on to the YouTube channel because I'm going to, while we're interviewing her, I'm going to run a slideshow of her house that she talks about. Right. It was the best way we felt like we could get you the information that you needed, but be able to see what a great job they've done.
0: Right. So the, uh, the uh, Lynn and her husband live in a 16 by 20. Uh, it was
1: four feet shorter than ours. Right. TR
0: 1600, which is what we've got. It's a tough shed home. Uh, they did do a bump out for a yeah, bathroom it's in the back 10 by 10. Is that what
1: that's what she said?
0: Yeah, that's what she said. So that's um, I mean, that's a pretty good sized bathroom.
1: Yeah. Uh, and she has a washer dryer stacked in there. I think that I think that's in the bathroom. So anyway, it's really lovely, but it's very rustic. Um, Looks very different from our house, which is the great thing about g- being able to get a shell that does the hard work for you. Right. Like the framing and stuff. Get it delivered and then you can make it yourself your own. That that's right. It doesn't have to be tough shed, but you can make it your own. And that's I think people that start this journey, they really realize that they have this desire to create their own very unique space.
0: Well that's and that's the great thing about having about not buying a house in a subdivision. Those decisions have all been made for you. You get to choose the color. Well,
1: you know, and you go in the, and you think they're pretty. Right,
0: and the type of cabinets and stuff like that. But when you do your own home, when you do uh, a shed home or a tiny home or whatever, you get to make all the decisions about everything, from where the outlets are going to where the toilets are going to go.
1: And some days those are good decisions <laughs> and some days they
0: aren't. Yes, that's true. We, I, Although I, I honestly haven't. We didn't make any horrible decisions.
1: No, there's some things. Uh, There's some things I would do differently. I hate we back to our our flooring flooring. and in this interview that we just recorded, and by the way, we'll add to the end of this. You know, after we talk, but. Um, she talks about her two by six tongue and
0: groove flooring. flooring I'm like, oh right. my
1: god, that's what I want. Yeah, that want would be that. amazing. That would be awesome. I'm going to have to see if I can find that.
0: So <laughs> and anyway, I figure out
1: the bathroom if we do that.
0: Our our interview, we recorded the interview. Yep. So uh, that or was fun. As, we
1: figured out how to do that, as
0: they would say in old time radio. It's been transcribed for your listening pleasure. Um, so um, without further delay,
1: I just want to say this is going to make our episode a little longer. Wait
0: a minute, with further delay.
1: With further delay, <laughs> but we hope you listen to the end because I think there's, she's got a lot of good information. Oh,
0: she's got a lot of great information. She was uh, a great person to interview. Our
1: great first interview.
0: Yeah, and um, uh, we hope you'll enjoy it. So here it is, uh, our interview with Delin Shelton.
1: From Texas. Uh, from
0: Texas, who lives in a uh, tough shed TR-1600. All right, we are here with Delin Shelton today. Hi, Delin.
2: Hey, how are y'all doing? Doing
0: great. How are you today?
2: Doing great. Thank good. you.
0: Good, good. Delin is the owner of a uh, tough shed house. Mm-hmm. It's the TR-1600 model, which is the model that we have. Right. And she's done some amazing things with it. Now, you, you where do you live, Delin?
2: We live in North Texas.
0: North Texas. Okay. So <laughs> you guys, are you in the woods or close to woods? or? Our
2: acreage is heavily wooded. We've got a few a uh, little bit of pasture land but it's pretty much it's mostly woods
0: okay
1: yeah and we um have our tar 1600 on uh what used to be pasture land there's woods on the side that kind of a break a wind break between our houses and others but we're sort of the opposite we're like in the middle of the sunshine
2: <laughs> yeah yeah
0: we, we have got, one tree right our, in the middle
2: yeah. we've got areas like that but we for ag exemption purposes we got to run cows and so, to, you know, to keep our taxes lower. Right. So we, we just stuffed ours up in the woods where it's kind of like living on a lake, really. I mean, we're close to a lake, but uh, but it, yeah, it's nice and woodsy. And we just shoved them up in there as far as we could get them. Yeah, <laughs> that's, being a
0: that's awesome. So now did y'all, uh, obviously you had Tough Shed come out and build it. Did you do, because I've seen pictures, did you do the siding yourself or was that something that, that Tough Shed did?
2: No, um, actually, we had them leave the siding off and the shingles and the windows. We had them just build the shell. We had a concrete slab poured uh, ready for them. And uh, they came out and built it on site in about a day and a half. I mean, it didn't take them long at all.
0: Yeah. No.
1: Ours took a little longer because we were, of course, having an ice storm in the middle of <laughs> yeah. that. Because that's how, how things happen when you're building houses. But exactly. your house is almost identical to ours. It's a mm-hmm. two-story 16 maybe wide? 16 by
2: 20. 16. And then we added the
1: 10 by 10 on the back. Yeah. um, I, We have just a 16 by 24. So we just have the very simple salt box look. But then mm-hmm. um, the original picture that I took that I showed Barry when I said, look, we can build this house and there's a house on, between our house and the Home Depot. Oh, my God. I don't even know how we would have built this if we didn't live like five miles from Home Depot because how many trips nope. did we make? <laughs> But there's a house between us that looks almost like one of these tough sheds, but it's built in the probably the early ni- maybe 1900s. But it's just a salt box, double story, and it has mm-hmm. double porches on it. And I said, mm-hmm. see, we could do this and then we could have these double porches and the whole conversation. And we've been in our house for three years. How long have you been in your house? About the same. About the same. So Mm -hmm. the whole conversation that started this was, see, we can do these double porches and then I can walk out from the bedroom and I can look over our property and drink my coffee. And I've never Mm -hmm. been able to convince him that we would actually (laughs) use that second porch. And now you are part of my ammo because you have double porches. So
0: do you use your your upper upper porch? porch? I'm assuming y'all's bedroom is upstairs.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We just have one big Um, room below and one big room above.
2: Yes. Yes, we, we do. Um. You know, I'm outside all the time. I mean, it's not a really tiny house for us. I mean, it's just the two of us and some dogs. So it's not really, it doesn't seem that small to me, but I'm outside all the time. So, I, you know, I use the porches, both of them. Well, see, the whole so point I about living tiny—totally build. I think you should totally do it. I think you would be so happy with
1: it.
0: I think so, I would. I, I think Beth I think I called would. you prior to this conversation <laughs> and set this up.
2: Yeah. Well, you know,
0: we do what we have but, to do. you know
2: what I think you should do is—if I—I probably would do a wraparound porch so I, you could go all the way around. I'm just saying. I mean, we've talked about that and thought that that would be a really cool feature as well. So.
1: Well, I you know. <laughs> we lived in Charleston, South Carolina for a while, and the um, you know, the way they do it of like there's a side, their porch that we think of as a front porch is on the side.
2: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: and that's sort of where I got that whole notion that I really like that upper front porch. But, you know, we also, in our old age, we expect to have a a master on the down in the downstairs in case mm-hmm. we can't, you know, we too Feek and Weeble to get upstairs. And so we've thought about putting like a half a wrap and then having a porch um, a door come out onto that porch. Does that make sense? Like push it back yeah. just a little bit so it kind of wraps. So the debate, the porch debate has been ongoing. But anyway... <laughs> Um, what I also love about your house is that it's yes, it's the very same house we have, but it looks mm-hmm. radically different because of the siding that you put on. So tell me about the siding that you guys used.
2: It's uh, it's one by twelve cedar, and we did board and batten.
1: Uh-huh. So
2: we basically just had Tough Shed leave the just leave the house the way it was with the with the plastic wrap that they do right. The, Whatever
1: that Tyvek. Tough rack. Yeah. Yeah, back t- yeah, or something. Mm-hmm.
2: And then we came back and we did the, well, we did the board and batten cedar on the top half and then we did uh, corrugated metal as, you know, halfway down, up, up halfway. I guess so a so you've got break, eight
1: feet of corrugated metal and eight feet of board and batten on the upper deck. Is that what you've got?
2: Uh, it's not eight feet of corrugated. It's just one sheet. So it's like whatever a sheet is 23, 26.
1: Oh, I didn't even notice that because it's also like warm and cozy. When I look at your picture, I didn't even notice that. Now I'm going to have to look at it.
2: Yeah. So just around the bottom kind of um, just the bottom half, very bottom. It's just one sheet goes around. But then we call it the mule shed because we originally built the shed off of the side to park our ATV um, or our mule. um uh, that we use for the farm and so but I ended up loving it so much that I said no it's not going to be a mule shed but we still call it that because we bricked it uh the floor and I said this would be a beautiful place to have a sitting area so <laughs> the mule got kicked out and now we use that but in there in that shed we did the whole wall
1: corrugated metal underneath that's the roof cool so is that yeah. a separate building that you're describing or that little uh, l off the back of your house
2: no, the, the back of the house is a 10 by 10 bathroom. bathroom, but on the side of the house, on the, I think the west side of the house, we have a shed roof that comes off the side. And
1: in,
2: in some of the pictures that I've posted, I've posted on, I've, I've commented on so many people's um, posts that I don't, you know, it's, it's in there. It's in I'll, one find of it. I'll find that it. I I can send it to you also through messenger. Yeah, that'd but be it's great dead roof off the side of the building and we bricked it that's so you cool. just, it's really just a drive-through i mean just think about parking a little atv up under there you just drive you could drive right through it you can move all the chairs and everything and drive right through it if i wanted to but <laughs> but i like it as a sitting <laughs> or, area
0: or if you want new furniture you could just leave them there and drive through
1: you could <laughs> so i got so hung up on the porches i didn't even find your mule shed so i gotta look for that
0: we we yeah. have we have a goat shed Yeah, that uh, started started. It was the first building we built on the property. It's a pallet shed.
1: We thought Um, that would be cool and cheap. It's not a very good plan. Don't do it. No. (laughs) Um,
0: And then uh, we moved all the tools out of it. We were going to turn it into a neighborhood pub. Um, And then our daughter brought some goats home.
1: Um, and they were and, cold and miserable, and, and we are soft-hearted and when said, well, we're going to have to have a barn for the
0: goats. So the pub is now the barn, the uh, goat barn.
1: Oh, well. Oh, well. <laughs> you know how that goes. So so, yeah. so
0: give me a little background, and Beth may know this already, but um, before you guys bought and built um, the, your tough-shit home, where uh-huh. uh, were you in, like, a big house or, or a small house or um, – you know, did you make it—was it a tough transition to go from big to small, or did you just not even have to do that?
2: Well, we went from a—it's 2 about 2,000 square feet uh, house in town in a subdivision. We lived there for about 15 years. Prior to that, we lived in another little house that we had bought when we first got married, and we completely remodeled it from ground up because it was, it was a little 900-square-foot home. So I was kind of used to living in a smaller house until, Right. You know, then we can move to the larger house and live there for so long. And you know how much stuff you accumulate. Oh,
1: yes.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So um, when we started looking for property, which we did that for several years, I always knew I wanted to move to the country and get out of the city. Um, But we had to find a place that was close enough to work where we both worked. And I wanted to hang on to the house while we bought the property and then build the shed because I couldn't imagine myself moving out of my my house where, where we were in our comfort, you know, and moving somewhere in apartment or something like that until we had the property and built the cabin. Right. So it was kind of scary for me to do that. So we ended up hanging on to the house. We found the property and we decided... Let's build a little cabin. We always intended for this cabin to just be a guest cabin because we have a lot of visitors that come over. My brother lives in Australia, so we've met a lot of people from over there. Oh, cool. My mom's Australian. Really? Mm -hmm. Well, he's been over there for about 10 or 15 years now. I don't know. He's been over there a long time. He married an Australian lady Uh and started his family and moved over there. So we have a lot of friends that come here and they they would stay at our house there where we were. And they would make it like a home base for themselves, and then they would go all over the country and and do their vacationing and then come back and visit with us. And so we thought, well, you know what? Let's just make a a cabin that they can all stay in while they're here, and it'll be like an extended stay cabin, and we'll build our house later. So that And it would be more affordable to build something smaller instead of just going right into building the larger house, because we wanted to do it all out of pocket. We didn't want to have... House too. You know? So that's what we ended up doing um and it wasn't that hard because we ended up getting shipping containers to store all of our stuff that we just couldn't live without right (laughs) um so we've got several shipping containers that have that stuff i've gone through it periodically and kind of you know discarded some of the things i'm like we're never going to use this but our overall plan is not just this one cabin our our site plan has we already have three other cabins in the works. We've got three other tough sheds that are one story. They're uh, 14 by 20, and they're separate, but they're all together in the woods. So those are also our spare bedrooms, I call them. I mean, you know, basically what we wanted to do was take a house and blow it out. That's exactly
1: right. what we we yeah. wanted to do. We are um, in a county that won't allow that, if you will. Now, mm-hmm. if we don't put sewer and kitchens... In Mm -hmm. our other cabins, we can do that. They don't care. But we have to, you know, comply to like one acre per building, blah, blah, blah. So we have what we're in our, what we call our Shafas, which is a lofted barn shed. That's Mm -hmm. the back part's finished and the front part is sort of halfway finished. And that's a project for this winter. But um, now my daughter who lives in Atlanta will come up and stay in the newly finished Shafas. Right. But (laughs) Um, but I love that idea of, uh, blowing out your house mm-hmm. because that square yep. f- bedroom square footage is actually pretty cheap, right? You know, and you get a now, big, big we're house. Gonna put, we're going
2: to put small bathrooms in each one of those. So basically it'll, it'll be from going from a three bedroom, two bath house to what a four bedroom, four
1: bath house. Plus <laughs> yeah. then you're going to build another house.
2: And then, and then if we end up building our own, which I kind of like this little shed, I'm not really, I'm I'm kind of more like y'all. I, I was telling my husband, I'm like, I think we should just build a bedroom on the first floor and attach it later on when, you know, like you said, when we don't want to climb the stairs. Right. Right. So. I mean, we may end up doing that. We may end up building another one that's all one store, you know, on one floor. Right. It, it's got you have to be flexible. And really and truly, that's something that we were kind of talking about last night. I was like, you know, let me let's go over this. Where because it it's it's been a long time, but it really hasn't been that long since we started this
1: project. Right. I know it feels like it's so weird. We'll look back at Facebook and go, oh my gosh, have we really been in this house almost three years? You know. Right. And then sometimes <laughs> it's like I don't remember doing that, but. You know, it's a sort of a um, um, kind of a weird thing when you're in a house building experience. It just, oh, and yeah. there's a project and something else I want to do. And once you have the skills, it's kind of woe be unto you because then you yeah. go, oh, and I could have this and I could have that. It's just I
2: could time do and that. money, right?
0: That's right. That's right.
2: <laughs> it's time and money. But what I was going to say is the property speaks to you. Like yes. when, we first, when we first bought the property, I didn't know where we wanted to put the cabin. Well, first we bought eight acres. And we were having a hard time deciding where everything right. needed to go and all that. Cause eight acres really didn't seem like a whole lot to me at the time. I know that's a lot more than a lot in town, but still it was heavily wooded. I hated to take out any more trees than I needed to, except for the cedar trees, cause they are bad yeah. for our other trees. We got big, beautiful oak trees here. And um, so then, but then about, I don't know, several months later, the 20 acres. 20 something acres behind us came up for sale. So we ended up getting that. So we were, we had this, you know, we had this plan starting to, to develop, but then we added more acreage. So then our plan changed. So we were talking last night about um, my, you know, one of our adv- pieces of advice to people is just be flexible and let the property speak to you and on where everything needs to go. You don't just rush into it and throw something down, you know, I mean, unless you have to, some people have different situations, but right, right.
0: Uh, but well, we we're willing
2: to be flexible, so
0: that's the 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 thoughtful process that should go into. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, if you have the opportunity to buy land, then obviously, um, you, you know, you need to listen to the land and and see, mm-hmm. uh, you know, look at it, walk around on it, mm-hmm.
2: um, stay there through sun up, sun down, yep. and, you know, spend time there, and just you know, bring you some lawn chairs and sit around and just kind of. Get a feeling for well, that's it. That's
0: exactly because, right. Because areas yeah. feel different too. You may sit in mm-hmm. one area and go, oh, you know, there's just something about this spot that I just don't like, and you right. know, you you may never ever be able to to determine what that is. And then you may walk 30 feet in a different direction and sit down and go, oh my gosh, this is the spot. So mm-hmm.
2: and then you know, and then something comes along and presses you to say, okay, well, we got to make a decision. And then you do it, and then you realize wow it's like this cabin has always been here it's like it was meant to be right that's
0: exactly right
1: that's that's such great (laughs) advice you know the other thing we had to take into advice is that we already had some easement to some property behind us and -hmm. then we had to take into account the where we decided to put the well you know do we to how long are Mm -hmm. we going to run piping and by the way barry doused for the well which i was like what are you doing and he's he's like (laughs) He has, I don't know, this weird gift. Yes, he did Mm -hmm. a dowsing rod. He said, we're going to hit water at 150 feet. And dadgum if he wasn't right. I told him he should sell his services. (laughs)
0: But anyway... Um
2: trying to see how well that works. Yeah, I, so, I, believe, I was not a believer, but
1: I, I was it.
0: not either. Uh, it it's it's weird, I don't it's know. Weird. I could be Barry the Dowser Smith. <laughs> Barry
1: the Dowser. <laughs> um but yeah, you I mean there are so, you know, you you have to take into account how your property feels and how far you want to run water and where the electrical is and all those things that are important. And most people like us, I mean you just like you, we flipped a couple of houses, but we had never like built houses from scratch, you know, so we just felt like we needed to take it a little bit at a time and, um, you know, incrementally do things. We've just put some fencing in that the dog got out of this morning. Um, (laughs) But, you know, we're just sort of trying to evolve our property as we live here for our needs at the time. Uh, Mm -hmm. We talked about putting a porch downstairs, you know, eventually we do that. And I encourage everyone when they're building, make sure you have a way to expand Right. Because you may not want to live tiny. You may have to have, you know, somebody else come live with you. You may Mm -hmm. have to do all kinds of things. So on both of our houses on our property, because, you know, we built one for our daughter first, it was going to be ours. And then she needed Mm -hmm. it more than we did. So we gave her that one. That house is so cute. too. Oh, Thank you. Um, mm-hmm. There's some things I hate about that house, but you know, some of learn, our neighbors
0: call it the Beetlejuice house. They call house. it the Beetlejuice house. Oh, <laughs> it's,
1: no, it's cool. I love it. Now it's supposed to have wrap porches, but you know, when you're uh, living mortgage-free and trying to decide where you're spending money, porches yep. are something that can are sort of disposable. So yeah. eventually, that house will have wrap porches, and then I'll like it a lot better. But it's ha- it's on piers, so it's really high, um, mm-hmm. and um, I don't love that. But anyway. Um, I wish I had spray foamed under. That's the big problem, I think. There, but now I'm trying to decide if I want to do that. But anyway, we, you know, we felt like we just let the property evolve, and we put our house behind hers. Um, and uh, now it's just sort of this little homey place that's turned into something that we would never have. If we started out, we would never have had the site plan that we right. ended up having, right?
2: And that's the important thing, I think, too. That was another bit of advice is have a site plan, you know, figure it out, draw it out on paper, draw it out on a napkin, whatever, but just kind of have an idea. What do you want? Like, you know, what is your overall goal for your property? Because like ours is, we have the one, you know, we have these four cabins, the three that we haven't finished yet, and then the one we're living in, and overall, and then we're going to put a we're going to call it a dance hall because we're going to have an indoor stage and have a dance hall and we're going to have a little bar and we're going to have a a large kitchen in there and it's going to be a basically it's going to be a main hangout for everyone to converge if they want to hang out with somebody you go there if you want your privacy go back to your cabin kind of like a wedding venue if you will like i was um, gonna say
1: sounds like like you need to be having weddings there but you know one of the things we fell in love with about uh, that sort of uh, exploded house, we mm-hmm. went to a dude ranch and we oh, had yeah. a dining hall where everybody gathered, mm-hmm. and then we had our own little cabin, which was probably twenty by fifteen, maybe. yeah. Mm-hmm. um, and we loved that privacy that we had mm-hmm. in our little cabin and then meeting everybody in the dining hall. So um, yeah. when you get your dining hall, I want to come stay in one of your cabin. <laughs> You're well,
0: welcome to come. Are you yeah, exactly. are you gonna build a bandstand though? That's <laughs> Barry's the big a, question. Mary's
1: a drummer, yeah. he'll bring his drum. <laughs> How um, are you? Well my brother is a musician as
2: well, and my father as well. So I'm I come from a musical family. And so yes, we're gonna have an indoor stage. We'll have a place for the band to set up. We already have that. We built it one time already. We built it at my mother in law's place, which is only like maybe an acre and a half or an acre. So that was one of the things that we decided when we started this whole process was we wanted one place to consolidate all our stuff and rebuild it and build it on enough property where we can do it right. Um, and then eventually our mother-in-law, my mother-in-law will come and live with us. Right. On our property. So yes. we want everything on one property.
1: I love um, it. I love, love, yeah. love it. And so do you ever think not about...
2: Norm. It's not the norm. You know, people don't really, I don't think people think about, I mean, they think, oh, I build a house in town. I go to work. I come home. I stay in this little lot next to all these people. And I mean, people don't really, it's it's not really the normal way of thinking, I guess, about living. Um, so we just, you know, we just kind of think outside the box, I guess. I think I, that's I,
0: true. There are a lot
2: out there, but not. I've, I've not
0: met too many. <laughs> I, think, well, I think I we're think we're twins for us as uh, as as a country. Um, I think that that we've thought we we used to think that way. We used to, yes. you know, when the pioneers went out west and they had their property, that's one of the first things that they did was they they walked around their property or they probably rode around their property to see right. what was what, what would work better, you know, in this location versus that location. Can I run cattle on this one? Can I run, you know, put sheep or whatever on this one? Where am I right. going to put my horses? That kind of thing. We And we don't do that anymore, but we should. I, mm-hmm. I think that's a much better way um, to live than to live in the big cities. And I don't have anything. I mean, you know, I grew up in, the, in, in Atlanta, basically. And yes. I don't hate big cities. I love London. No. Uh, we've traveled all over the world, but it's... Um, just don't want to live there. No, I don't no. want to live there. I love where we live.
1: Yeah, we're really lucky. There's a house behind us that I've had my eye on, and it came up for sale uh, about three months ago. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Yeah, I'm just not ready yet, you know. Yeah, but yeah. eventually, that I think it'll come up for sale again, and we'll buy that and just keep expanding, like you guys have done. But exactly, anyway.
2: well, the 30 acres next to us came up for sale not long ago. And we tried, and it just didn't. For me, it just didn't feel right. So, we we kicked it around, and then we decided, mm, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. I, I think we better just stay on course with what we got because it really didn't match up with our property. Like, uh, it didn't square it up per se. Right. right. So, it it would have been nice to have the extra property, but you know, property around where we are is about oh gosh seventeen thousand an acre now. Yeah. Um, so it was probably maybe nine or ten thousand an acre when we started all this. So property's expensive, and you know people listening may think, you know when we're talking about, oh, living in the country versus the city, well, it's expensive, but it is. you know it's really hard to find a we had to go a little further out. We had to go a county over just to get to be able to get more property, you know for for a better value because where we were, it was just exploding, and the property prices were unreal.
1: Right, uh, right. Us too. Um, I wanna mm-hmm. ask oh, I think we're probably getting close on time here, but I wanted to ask you a question about your codes. Are you in a county that requires codes? No. You nope, are not? the
2: only thing you have to get a permit for is septic.
1: Awesome. Now we have yeah. full international building code codes here and they're a little picky because we're in a kind of a tourist town just north mm-hmm. of Atlanta. Where everybody comes to see the Christmas lights and all kinds of Hallmark movies have been shot here, and they oh. want to keep a certain aesthetic here, you know. Yeah. So one house per acre, septic, da da da. You know, certain mm-hmm. we're limited to five bedrooms on our septic because we put two houses on one septic, which was actually kind of nice. Not everybody can do that, but anyway, right. so we're very limited about what we can um, do with our property. Not, I mean, not terribly it was a non-restricted so we not like a subdivision right we and we and georgia has just adopted uh, a appendix q which allows small houses under 350 square feet or i think it's 350 square feet to 800 or something they used to when we first built ours there was a a size limit too so you know we have all those things to deal with um but you know the the idea of having being able to just put a cabin over here and three of them over there and build the dance hall and whatever that just sounds mm-hmm. like a lot of fun now the problem yeah. with that of course is that some if there is no codes the guy who ne- lives next door to you back to the mm-hmm. 50 acre conversation that you know if you bought the other ones you know the guy who lives next door to you if he runs his sewer down the hall the hill or throws all of his junk cars in the thing i i get that you know because mm-hmm. we want to live in places that are more natural rather than uh, mm, imp- um, polluted, I guess, if you will, by people who just don't care. Yeah. So there's that, it's that balance, I think, between mm-hmm. both of those. But anyway, um, I just was curious about what your code situation is. And, you know, I, the thing that I'm trying to help people figure out, I have workshop that I put together to try to help people try to figure out how to do what we've done Mm hmm. Um, and, you know, they do run into so many obstacles, Texas. And as we more and more of these sheds are start becoming more and more popular, if people don't do it right, they will start outlawing them all around us in the counties around us. Now they're they've started adding in code about pre-manufactured buildings. Yeah. So I just think we have to be really careful about doing it well. Right. right. And making sure that we can, you know, keep the the um the level of that up i suppose so we aren't living in shanties and shacks and cabins that people don't want to live near
0: well most people don't want to live in something that you know somebody else is going to come along and say i'm sorry you can't live here now i do i do know that a lot of the um the the, i don't know how many actually but a, a number of posts that i've seen online have had people giving advice like just go buy the property and put it up and they can't do anything about it once you put it up.
1: Bad well, idea. that's
0: not necessarily true. Uh, mm-hmm. If you live in an area that, that has restrictions and you do something that they don't allow in their code, then they most certainly can come and and, and take your house away from you.
1: Condemn it, fine mm-hmm. you, all the things. But so, luckily you didn't have that issue. But
0: the other thing I want to ask, and this is this always cracks me up when I hear this, there are, I've read a number of posts from people that say, oh, well, you build a, a tough shed like that or any shed kind of building, and it's just going to get blown over in a heavy wind. Has your house ever been blown over in a heavy wind?
2: Listen, when we got the house, when tough shed left, there were things that had to be done to make it more sturdy. More bracing needed to be done. Um, the upstairs, when you pushed on the end walls, they were wobbly. I could, I could see where somebody might think that it would be blown over. Yeah. But it was just the shell. Um, but what we did, I'm telling you, if this house blows away, it's going to take a lot of wind and it's going to end up wherever it is in one piece because <laughs> we went back. and we, First of all, it's on a slab. It's on a concrete slab. Right. Um, we added hurricane straps and we did some additional bracing upstairs. Then we added spray foam after we did the windows, electrical, all that stuff. We sprayed the had the spray foam added. We added a metal roof. A 100-year metal roof. Um, then we did shiplap, pine shiplap inside instead of drywall. Right. Which has a huge amount of rigidity, if if that's the right word. That is, is the right word. Uh, two by six tongue and groove flooring on top of the, the tough shed OSV flooring upstairs, which added, you know, a lot more two rigidity. And then we added outside. Then we came back outside and we did the one by 12 board and batten and cedar. Um, over the wrap and then, so, I mean, if this house blows away, I'm going to tell you something, it's going to be, it's going to be a sight to see it so, going through there.
0: <laughs> so y'all have made a, basically a monolithic structure that's never going to go anywhere.
2: It's not going anywhere with the number of screws in that house, um, screwing down all the boards and stuff. I mean, it's one piece if it is, I mean, you could probably pick it up on a trailer and move it if you could get it off that slab.
0: Well, yeah, ours for code. Now we, we did a, a three foot crawl space. Um, mm-hmm. And um, our, you know, because we had to have our house inspected every time we turned around, right. uh, we did the hurricane straps. We did, um, well, uh, bolts. some well, yeah, the big things. They so then we did some down. additional. Well, we did earthquake bolts underneath, mm, uh, wow. yeah. b- because we are we've never had an earthquake up here that I know of, but there is a a, a subduction zone nearby that mm-hmm. we could have an earthquake. So we had to put these earthquake uh bolts or whatever you call them so our our houses and and our oh my gosh our decks uh we had to build in such a way that you could land an aircraft carrier on them and they're not going anywhere
1: <laughs> right right <laughs> you know i don't I, know, I think I don't know what codes
2: would be but i i mean i would live i'm not going to live and just if you if the tough shed is dropped on my property i'm not just going to throw up some sheetrock and move into it that's right. just not Going to do? I mean, I understand a lot of people need to do it on on a different budget, and that's that's fine. Just be sure you bolt that thing down. Um, you know, just I'm not a I'm not a builder, but I know what feels sturdy. Right, you I are know, now. <laughs> well,
1: yeah, yeah, you are. Right. now. Come on, you are <laughs> you now. A
2: lot of experience now, and so, but that's what I'm saying. You know, even if you're not a builder, you can look at something and push on something and feel it, and just you know, can you feel wind coming through it? I mean,
0: right.
1: Right. Um, yep. Well, you know, I think that the thing that starts to happen when you are building something for yourself and you think this is long term for me, you start mm-hmm. evaluating. Do I want how do I want to do it? And and if you do any sort of research, then you realize that, oh, I want to be stronger. You know, hindsight, I wish we had done spray foam under the house, the first house yeah. we built. We'll probably go back and do that eventually. Um, you know, there's just things that you but but. But that was also our first building experience. I mean, we'd done some, you know, cosmetic stuff, but not building. Now we've learned so much, but we also, and YouTube is more available and all these people doing this sort of thing. So doing the research and saying, how do I want to build? What do I want to have? Whatever you want to have is probably way more than the guy who's trying to make, you know. 30,000 bucks out of selling you that house or 50,000 or whatever they're trying to, you know, profit they're trying to do. Their, their job is to spend as little as possible on the product and sell it for the highest amount, right? Your job is to live in the very best house that you can. So I think usually people tend to go the opposite direction and go in the, in the way of kind of overcode,
2: Right. Yeah. And I, but what some people I don't think realize that, I mean, in the beginning, you've got to be, you know, you got to realize that it's probably going to take longer and it's probably going to cost a little more than yeah. what you think it. Yeah. You look at all the pictures online of what everybody's done, and you're like, oh wow, you know. And a lot of people ask, well, what did that cost you? That's What's the first be-
1: thing most people ask.
2: Yeah. Well, it's going to be different no matter, you know, where you are in the country um, or the world. I don't know if they're doing it on, overseas, but, you know, if you if you do things if you think outside the box you can cut corners here i don't cut corners on the good you know the the important stuff like foundation 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 right Uh, right roof roof uh, roof. is important a good roof over your head and then everything else you can kind of cut corners plumbing is not really somewhere you could cut corners so much but you know like furniture per se like I, i mean we went all of our cabinets are made out of uh or antique furniture okay so i didn't buy any cabinets anywhere we we retrofitted the the cabinets or the uh, furniture to fit the space right and, it's cool and so yeah so i mean we save money there on cabinets we save money on our granite countertops because you know get with your granite guys they have do they do these large jobs and they have all of the leftover material that fits perfect in a tiny space and you're not paying a ton I mean you're getting their cutoffs you know you go to their cutoff yard and go hey what are you gonna you know what are you gonna do with that and then I mean you can cut corners there you can cut corners on, on so many things but you can't cut corners on the foundation the roof and the, the right. insulation. right you got to just
0: bought the bullet <laughs> or, or the electrical. Cause you don't want to plug something in and have You're sparks.
1: Right. Yeah. We <laughs> laugh and say, we don't do whatever th- would kill us. Like we'll do a lot of exactly. DIY, but I don't crawl on roofs. I don't crawl. I don't do electrical. And what else don't we do? We don't do plumbing. Cause we think we might kill ourselves with that too. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. I think we've probably kept you a longer than you probably planned. But, wow, it was so interesting to hear your, you talk to us and, and you know, at least sort of speak the same language. And obviously, you guys have really got big plans. I can't wait to keep, you know, I'm going to, you know, be a stalker now and follow you and see how that all comes out.
2: That's fine. You know, when I started uh, commenting on stuff on when I joined these groups, I was just curious, you know, and then I started commenting. And, you know, people have really... You know, shown a lot of love for our cabin, which I think is, it's really cool to inspire people and, you know, help people do what, you know, the same, have the same dreams that we have. And it's just, it's something that I can do to give, kind of give advice
1: and give
0: knowledge. Us too. It's it's a little weird. Uh, It was a little weird because we... I mean, uh,
1: our house went viral. It's been shared over five hundred thousand times, and it's a weird experience. Let me tell you,
0: because we we didn't know about it. No, and people right. would call up and say, "Is this your house?"
1: Our friends, <laughs> yeah, or be like, or well, they'd they forward it to thing. us. It? We're private. We're kind of private people.
2: I mean, we moved to the country to be left alone. You right. Know? We, do our thing and be left alone but then whenever i started sharing and people started liking it and then asking a lot of questions and i'm like wait a minute oh do i really want people to know where my exactly is or where my <laughs> right, right. us too us. Out, but but then i turned around i'm like you know what i've got something to share that people want to know about why not
0: that's <laughs> yeah, right
1: that's kind of what we've done and so we've turned ourselves into you know i mean truly we do this podcast we have a We're putting it on YouTube because so many people want to know. And then Mm -hmm. I'm starting another YouTube channel just with people like, you know, like people that have done other. So there's a lot of people that are doing tiny home uh, YouTube channels. Right. But very Mm -hmm. few people are doing sheds. Um, right you can't really see and find all the things so i'm gonna eventually start doing that or i've got some stuff that i'm working on you know because once you learn one skill right how to edit mm-hmm. youtube videos how to find people that are you know doing the same thing it sort of snowballs from there but there is so much need for people to have a reasonable place to house their family particularly mm-hmm. with covid yeah so um, i think what you're doing is great i think you know i think you have a uh, a huge
2: audience and so i think what you're doing is really great
0: well, well thank great. you thanks we're having fun doing it we it's...
1: are it, we well, are you have to otherwise it turns into a it, job that's it, right exactly And <laughs> we don't want no more of those right we have plenty of jobs exactly <laughs> and then i can create new jobs by uh, going hey honey let's go build uh this that or the other thing
0: well um, yeah yeah well, listen, I have enjoyed this tremendously. I could go on for another hour. Yeah, I but know. We, we,
1: oh, I could, too. I could me talk too. to you guys all day.
0: I've never met a stranger, so... Um, <laughs> Clearly,
1: you haven't either, Dylan. So,
0: well. when, when we all have the time...
1: Yep, we're coming I, I, to Texas. I, yeah,
0: we're coming to Texas, and we can meet you, and, and uh, you can come up here to the That's beautiful mountains they, of North Georgia. Yep.
1: Yeah,
2: be that'd be awesome. I've never been to Georgia. Really? Y'all come on... To- Will y'all come hang
0: out in Texas. Yep. I love Texas. Yeah. We well, do I too. love parts of Texas.
1: Yeah. Well, <laughs> Texas is like a country. It All is. Right. All right. Well, thanks so right. much, Delin. I enjoyed it. Hey, you're welcome. It was a lot I'm of reaching, fun. Out. I'm reaching out. It's awesome. It was
2: nice talking to you guys. Good to you talk too. to you too. Have a great day. All right. You too.
0: B- bye bye. Bye. Well, that was nice to talk to Delynn
1: Yeah, she was great.
0: She was a, a, a our good first interview. Yeah, it was not uh, contentious, and there was no there were no harsh words. <laughs> and I think our technology worked.
1: Hey, so. yeah, that's so exciting since <laughs> so it was our first one, and now Lynn Dylan has a new stalker, me.
0: Well, follower. Follower. Let's say Follow follower. Keep the
1: ling- not uh,
0: not uh, stalker. That's right. that's not quite as good. That sounds bad actually, but uh, yes follower well how about that
1: yeah i'm her disciple she's my new best friend she doesn't know it yet i'm going to texas
0: this is exciting well we hope you enjoyed the interview Um, and um i hope you'll listen to us again next week uh, where there'll be more fun and frivolity Um, We'll, we'll be closer again to Christmas next week. So yeah. start your shopping yeah, or, get going. or finish it. That's right. Well, thanks again. I'm Barry Smith.
1: Beth Smith here.
0: And uh, I hope you enjoyed listening to Radio Tiny House. You can find us at radiotinyhouse.com mm-hmm. and at mytoughshedhome.net. We've got a new website there that you can uh, take a look at. We'll have uh, an our Tough Shed Home on it. Yep. Uh, and we'll we'll be posting uh, the podcast there as well. You can also find us on Anchor, Apple, uh, uh, Google Play. Any other places Play that you
1: listen to podcasts. Any yep. other of
0: your favorite podcast platforms. Yep. Except Pandora. We're not there yet, but I'm working on it. Okay. So um, you guys have a great week, and we will see you next week.
1: Yay. Yeah.